Hello and thank you for joining us for our Pulse and Foursquare podcast. My name is Pastor Greg Perkins and I appreciate you tuning us in today. That God may speak to you through his word and the Holy Spirit may minister to you through the messages that are brought forth. That you'll be blessed and we pray that you will continue to listen to our podcast and we pray that you would have a blessed day. God bless you all. Good morning, and thank you for joining us online here at Polson Foursquare Church. Today, I'm continuing on in my series in Mark, Preparing the Way of the Lord. And we're going to continue in Mark chapter 4. If you have a Bible, you want to follow along. We're going to read a few verses there here in a moment. But have you ever had someone tell you to listen carefully? Listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. And that's really what we're going to hear in this passage today because there's some important things that need to be said, important things that Jesus is really wanting to say that we need to pay attention to, to listen carefully. And usually when someone says that, they're pretty serious. We want you to pay attention. And when you have kids or whether you have employees, you listen carefully to my instruct- instructions because I want you to pay attention to what I'm having to say. Um And so that's exactly what Jesus was telling his disciples to listen carefully. And last week I was talking as well about listening. In the first part of this chapter, the parable of the soils that Jesus said, listening has to do with how we receive God's word. What are we made of? Are the dirt that we're made of? Are we the rocky soil? Are we the are we the shallow soil? Are we the good soil to receive? Those things that God wants to speak to us. And that that all has to do with listening. Well, he's going to continue on today about listening. And it's really about paying attention and listening carefully. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to read that here in Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 21. Jesus, he said to them, do you bring a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand. For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears, let him hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. And whoever does not have... Even what he has will be taken from him. Oh God, I just ask that as we have read your word this morning, I pray that we would take heed. We would listen carefully to what you want us to hear in this because there's so many important things that I believe you want us to hear in this and what you want us to know that we can receive all that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. We must listen carefully to these words and these words that Jesus spoke to his disciples because they're very applicable to us in our world today. In our world, there is so much confusion out there because of these false teachings and these philosophies that are not only infiltrating society out there, but it's infiltrating into the church today. And believe me, Satan has an agenda to destroy and to distort the truth of God's word and those who then believe his lies are pushing this agenda fast and furious 
to eliminate it from ever being allowed to be taught. And these antichrist and these demonic lies of the devil have confused and silenced so many Christians. Why? Because people who say they are Christians, and many people say, I'm a Christian, but they just don't know the Word of God. And so, because of that fear and not knowing the Bible, they are afraid to speak out against things that are false teachers and false doctrines and beliefs. So, what does that tell us? What is Jesus telling us we are to do in His Word? And what does He want us to listen carefully to today? Because right now, we need to take a stand for truth and righteousness and justice. Listen carefully, and probably no other time in the history of our nation has the church been challenged as much as it has in this last year. And I would add to the world as well. But now is the time for the church to come alive and to wake up out of its slumber because what we're seeing in this world cannot be ignored because the message of the gospel is under attack and believers must remain vigilant. We must not lose faith in these days. These present days we are living in of cancel culture, of woke culture, of so-called equality and diversity trainings are really a resistance to God and to Christianity, which is leading towards persecution of Christians that we may have to endure. I can't be any more serious about this. That this we need to listen carefully to. In fact, just an example, uh, this last week, reading that the Minnesota public school system or the Department of Education of Minnesota, here's an example. They're proposing these new social studies uh, for their, their children in these public schools. They want to eliminate things. They want to eliminate the teachings of of World War One, World War II, the Holocaust, the rise and effects of communism and socialism. They want to remove the American Revolution and the Civil War. And instead, here, get this, this is what they want to replace it with. Recognizing unfairness, stereotypes, and biases on the individual level of racism, defining freedom and democracy, gender awareness studies, and persecution and marginalization of LGBTQ communities and changing ideas and norms. Okay. Changing ideas and norms. And in the reality of all of this, to eliminate all historical things, cancel culture and history, um, and if this passes, these things will be the new norm for our children and indoctrination in every school, but also which will lead to every workplace in our society. What does that tell you? What is, what is that telling you and telling me when I read my Bible from the very beginning? God created the heavens. He created the earth. He created the universe. He created and he separated light from darkness, day from night. He created animals and 
Most of all, he created humanity in his own image. Both male and female, he created in his own image. And things like this Equality Act that is being pushed through uh, the U.S. Congress is not just about equality of transgender and, and homosexuality. What is being pushed through is an all-out attack against the image of God. I hope you can understand this. Uh, this isn't just a political issue. Uh, it's, it's an attack against the image of God and His church. And make it, may I make it very clear, if this offends, I didn't write this. I didn't write it. It's in the, the very words of God. He wrote the book. And in the beginning is God's word. There are only two genders that God created, both male and female, in his own image. And males have male parts and females have female parts. What it, it's, it's just more than just mind-boggling to me. It's, it's very sad to me. Maybe you've heard the other day things like... Uh, Hasbro Toy Company just uh, announced that they're making Mr. Potato Head neutral. No longer, he's just Potato Head. There's no longer Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. It's just Potato Head. Because we're not supposed to have any Mr. or Mrs.'s. And it all sounds funny until it's not. I never ever thought I would ever have to make this gender issue clear. But here we are. And some may not, may not like this truth. I don't like to hear these things. That God created only two genders, but that doesn't change the truth. That is what He did. That is what He created in His own image. The truth of God's Word will never ever change. And it's never hate speech that is being labeled in our society. It's the exact opposite. God is a God of love. He is a God of acceptance and forgiveness. It is Satan that brings lies. He is the one who brings hatred and division and strife and acceptance of all sin issues. And this is what's his intention. His intention is to deceive and to lead all people into death. It always has been and always will be that. But Jesus, however, came to give life and life to its fullest measure. And he calls people out of sin and darkness and death into his love and his light. And eternal life. That is what God has done. You see. Casual Christianity is dead. And God is calling the church. To be courageous warriors. For Christ. Who are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And that are preparing the way of the Lord. We cannot afford to cower in fear any longer, or be silent, or we will not remain. The lamp of the church that is Jesus cannot be hidden. That's what was just said that we just read. But it must be visible for all to see. We are called to be salt and light in this world. We're not to be hiding under a bowl. 
We're not to cower in fear, but the truth of his word must be preached. It must be lived out in us, his church, his bride. You see, I don't know if you've read Revelation lately, but of the seven churches of, of Revelation, just looking at that as I was studying this, the church of Ephesus, what, what happened in that church? They had lost their first love and they needed to repent. The church of Pergamum had, a, had become this compromising church. The church of Thyatira was a corrupt church. The church of Sardis was a lifeless church. And the church of Laodicea had become lukewarm. These churches in Revelation are just an example of what many westernized and American churches are falling into. There needs to be a repentance and there needs to be a revival of the Spirit of God. We need a move of the Holy Spirit or our, their lampstand will also be snuffed out. I, for one, never want to be that type of church that becomes lukewarm, that loses its faith, that, that compromises the Word of God. I never want to be that. I hope you don't either that we love Jesus and we love His Word, and that's why we must listen carefully to these words of Jesus today. I assure you, this is not just a political or racial or gender issue that I'm trying to speak about today, but it is a spiritual and it is a sin issue that we're facing. More than anything, Jesus wants a relationship with Him where He speaks and we listen, and where we speak, and he listens to us. I know this seems obvious, uh, but this is the difference between Christianity and religion. Christianity is a love relationship with God who speaks to us, and we speak to him. This is a conversation where we talk to him, and, and we have this in prayer, and we listen to him. Religion is about following the rules and, and a bunch of do's and don'ts. But God speaks. He, he wants us to have this intimate relationship with Him. That is the difference. You speak and He listens. He speaks and you listen. And it says in James 1 verse 19 and 20, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone, you can underline everyone again. Here it is. Everyone, listen carefully to this. You should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not produce the righteousness of life or righteous life that God desires. So are you quick to listen uh, or are you quick to speak before listening? And too often, I'm the opposite. I, I speak before I listen. You know, that's, that's often the case with us that we speak and we don't listen. But it's been pointed out that God created with, with two ears and one mouth. So we really need to use it in that proportion, right? We need to listen first. And today, we need to listen carefully to these words of Jesus. Listen carefully to the Holy Spirit, what He's saying to us today. My first point today is that listening is not an option. It's not an option. That just as we read in Mark 4, verse 23, it tells us, If anyone has ears, let him hear. And the word listening and its derivatives are used 338 times uh, in the new uh, international version. 
And of the word here and its derivatives, there are 982 times. Uh, there's a lot, in other words. There's a lot talking about listening in the Bible. And do you know what is interesting about these listen verses? The most common use of the word listen in this is God telling us to listen, to pay attention. Please hear me. He's pleading over and over. God calls us to listen. This is what Jesus was telling his disciples. If anyone has ears, let him hear what I'm saying to you. And Jesus said this often. If you have ears, let him hear. How many of you have ears? If you have ears, uh, he's talking to you. You can never say, you can never just cover your ears and say, oh, I'm not listening. I'm not going to listen to this. Uh, because listening really isn't an option. You need to listen. This is important stuff. And he's talking to you. He's talking to me right here. If you have ears, we need to listen to his word. We need to hear what he's saying in this. Jesus has said this often and it shows up repeatedly. You see this also, as I mentioned, the book of Revelation. It shows up repeatedly in Revelation. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Let him hear. Please. In Mark chapter 4, verse 24 that we read, Consider carefully what you hear, he continued, with the measure you use. It will be measured to you. And so Luke also records the same story, the same uh, message that Jesus spoke this. And in his account of the story in Luke chapter 8, it tells us no one puts a, puts a light under it lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar, puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light for there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought into the open. And nothing concealed, uh, not but brought into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. He who has ears... Will be given more he who does not have even what they think they have will be taken from them and so again he's just imploring he's saying take heed and listen carefully to what i'm saying in this this context jesus was encouraging people to listen to him carefully and i hope you can hear this this what he's saying please and pleading to listen what he's saying and thoughtfully consider it when jesus was saying saying this is important because the stakes are high in this. If you don't listen to this, this is what will happen. It will be taken from you. Uh, and so if you don't listen, you're going to lose the very little that you do have. And so listen carefully and then apply it to your life. Secondly is, to whom should we listen? And this is very important. Uh, to whom we do listen to. And what we listen to. Now, if you're married, um, especially for us men, it is highly recommended that you listen to your wife. <laughs> just, I'm just saying it's a good idea to always listen to your wife. Um, but even more than your spouse, we need to listen to God, right? He needs to be first. We need to listen to God and what he's saying. How many feel like you could use some help uh, learning how to listen better. I mean, <laughs> yes, I think we can all learn to listen better. Uh, me too. Probably the best way to listen to God 
is through reading the Bible. It's God's Word. Reading the Bible is God's Word speaking to us. Um, and it tells us that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 through 13. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of whom we must give an account. You know, that says it like it is. God's Word is alive. His Word is powerful. And it penetrates to our soul deep down if we let it. There it is again. What is God saying to us in this message? What is He saying to us in His Word today? Nothing is hidden that won't be revealed. I don't know about you, but shouldn't that put a little bit of the fear of God into us? It should. It should put the fear of God into us. And I am a firm believer that if there is more of the fear of the Lord in our world, we would not sin so much as we do. Um, But sin and darkness will always try to hide. And God is saying to us that everything, every secret sin will be revealed. Whether that be in this life or standing before Him as we give an account on Judgment Day. It will come into the light. Secrets are always a tool of the enemy. And all the more reason we need to repent. We need to turn from our sin and come into the light of His glory and His presence. First John or John 1, uh, verse 4 and 5, it says, In him was life, and that light, that life was the light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So I can assure you that even as much darkness as there is in this world, and there's a lot of it, it can never overcome the light of Jesus. Never. Therefore, we need to be careful to whom we listen to because there is a lot of darkness. There is a lot of false beliefs and teachings in this world. We also need to listen to godly counsel. And I cannot stress that more importantly. Listen to godly counsel that is based on the Word of God, that is uh, Spirit-led. I talk with all kinds of people and all kinds of different beliefs, but that doesn't mean I listen or take their advice, okay? Um, it must be godly counsel and wisdom before I ever apply it to my life and beliefs. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, I discard it. No, I don't believe it. Why? Because I can find support for whatever I want to believe in my flesh. I can always find support for that uh, because there's a support group for every sin issue in this world. If I want to believe something or I want to do something, I will find someone out there to agree with me. Again, it's because people have turned aside from the truth to follow lies. And this is nothing new, really. This is not something new. Uh, There's nothing new under, under heaven. These things have been here before. They'll be here again. And it's mainly because we don't learn from our history. There have been false teachings since the beginning of time, and the Bible talks a lot about them to remind us, 
to show us not to go back to those things. To learn from the history and no other place to learn history. It's not just American history, but the history of God's word. Paul wrote to Timothy about this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 through 4. It says, preach the word and be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Does that sound familiar? Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Okay? And they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to these myths, which are really lies. Paul also wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, and he said, The Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. I mean, I... Yeah, I can see that easily happening in the days in which we live today. So should we listen to all people? No, I, I believe you can be respectful, but the answer is a clear no. We should not listen to all people. There are times when God says, don't listen. Don't listen to them. Such as uh, Proverbs 17 verse 4 is an example. A wicked man listens to evil lips. A liar pays attention to a malicious tongue. So evil lips and, and a malicious tongue in this passage. Or how about gossip? How about slander? Those are good things not to listen to, not to give yourself into those things. Uh, as soon as someone starts, someone starts talking badly about another person, you know, we should have alarms going off in our spirit Danger, stop listening or stop gossiping and slander. I know, <laughs> I know this is very hard thing to stop. It's a difficult thing to do. It's easy to fall into that, that trap. Jeremiah 23 verse 16 says, This is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you, false prophets that, that is, they will fill you with false hopes. They will speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. So Jeremiah was saying, don't listen to these false prophets. These are just a few of the places God is saying in his word, don't listen. And, and usually he's saying, don't listen to false teachings. Don't listen to false prophets, as in this case. Uh, people who are trying to deceive you and lead you away from the truth of God's word. Don't fall into that. Don't listen to falsehood. Obviously, we have to learn to discern. We need to discern the truth from the lie. But once we detect, once we sense in our spirit, sometimes it's just a check. The check of the Holy Spirit just like, mm, something doesn't sound right. I need to go check into this because it just doesn't sound right. You might not know how to give an answer to it. You might not know, but you can search it out and say, how does this line up with God's word? And if it doesn't, discard it. Don't just listen to me. Don't take it just from me, my words. But I, 
I pray that you'll search it out. You'll discover, you'll find it if it's true of God's word or not. Obviously, we have to listen to discern the truth from a lie. But once we detect these things, stop listening. It's, it's, it's kind of like eliminating junk, verbal junk food from your spiritual and your mental diet, you know. So we need to learn to listen to God and His Word and to godly people, but we also meet, must be spiritually discerning to know when not to listen. Listening to the right stuff is crucial. It's crucial for all of us to know what to listen to and what not to. And as Christians, there are times when we need to not only listen, but we need to then speak up. Take a stand and speak up against things that are being spoke out that are lies. As Christians, we cannot be afraid to speak up. Fear is what hinders Christians from speaking out. And unfortunately, there's a lot of pastors that are afraid. They're afraid to speak out on truth, on, on the issues of God's word. They're afraid. And Christian leaders and Christians, they're, they're afraid to ever take a stand on things. But we can't be afraid. Fear is what is not of God. But um, Christians need to also speak uh, concer some concerning some things uh, because Christianity and conservatism and freedom of speech is being canceled. If it does not fit into a leftist narrative or agenda, it is not being allowed. But God doesn't want us to be afraid. And it is never His will for us to fall into this trap of fear, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. And it is never his will for us to be afraid. God has given us incredible and important things to say. And we need to continue to preach his word because Jesus is the word. Remember that. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He is that word. He is the logos. And God is still showing himself to the world through his son, Jesus who is God, one thing for sure we can never stop doing is to love God and to love people and to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations. And that never changes. And I hope what is heard here today is not taken that we're unloving if we don't accept all sin issues, if we don't accept that, because that is clearly not what is being said. That is not what I'm saying today. We love people no matter what sin issue they're falling into. Absolutely, we love people. The worst, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, we have to know that God puts us as believers in different places. He strategically puts us in places to be a witness and a light uh, and to show his love to the world that desperately needs him to speak his word and to be a witness of his life and his power. Absolutely. God puts me in places all the time with unbelievers, with people that are pre-Christians that haven't don't know the truth. So I can be a representative of Jesus and his life to speak, speak to them and love them. Jesus told his disciples not to fear in the midst of persecutions or trials. What is the worst thing they can do? And the worst man can do is kill the body. But disobedience to God can have eternal consequences. Jesus said in his great commission, 
in Matthew 28, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. We can be assured that God will be with us no matter what we go through. As his representatives in every situation, we must do that without fear and not let it stop us when things get difficult. If you want to look at some amazing stories um, of, of taking a righteous stand, read the book of Acts. Acts chapter 3 and 4 is one of my favorite stories about uh, Peter and John, and they went up to the temple to pray in chapter 3, and it says they saw the man begging, begging uh, for for money. And so Paul said, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And, and he jumped to his feet. He was healed instantly. Uh, immediately, this miracle happened. And it was awesome. But um, almost immediately after that, too, uh, they were arrested. They're arrested. And they had to stand before the Sanhedrin, which was um, all the religious Pharisees and the elite uh, Pharisees and Sadducees. And it says, as they began to speak, the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them and they boldly spoke out and they started preaching the gospel to these to these religious leaders. It says in uh, Acts chapter four, verse 13, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, and they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. I love that verse. I love verse 13. They were astonished that these men Looked like they had been with Jesus. I mean, that was the, they looked like Jesus. And, and that always shows me that as I spend time in God's presence, as I spend time with Him and I listen to Him, and when He fills me with His Spirit, we start to look a lot like Jesus. Being ordinary is not an excuse either. Jesus does extraordinary things through ordinary people, and it's never about you. It's never just about the skills that you have to offer it's always about Jesus and His Holy Spirit and His power in you. That's what it's about. Even though this Sanhedrin tried to stop, and they, they told them, no longer preach in the name of Jesus. Stop preaching in the name of Jesus. And here's their reply in verse 19 of, of chapter 4. Peter and John said, Judge for yourself whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. They weren't being rude. They were just speaking the truth. And they said, we can't stop. And we won't stop. And you won't stop us either. I, I hope you can see this, that this is how we as, as believers need to be in our world today. We cannot help but stop being a witness of the life that Jesus has done in us. I will never go back. Once you have experienced uh, salvation and healing and transformation by the love and the forgiveness of Jesus. You can't help but tell the good news. And nothing should ever stop you in that. You can't stop. Again, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and the power of the Spirit. They began to speak out with boldness and it was grounded in faith and in prayer. And so they began to preach to this these religious leaders. If you want boldness too... Ask, to receive, ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. If you've never done that, simply ask Him, baptize me with the Holy Spirit so I can be a witness for you. And then step out in faith then and, and let Him release that, those spiritual gifts in you. 
might be of healing. It might be in speaking out in another tongue. It might be prophesying. It might be giving words of wisdom and knowledge. It might be uh, gifts of faith and praying for the sick. But more than anything, stepping out in His love and His joy that drives out all fear. God wants us to listen and it's a, and God listens to us. We have a God who answers prayer. And that's my last point today uh, is that God listens to us. God hears you when you speak or even when you don't speak. God hears you when you think. God hears you when you feel. Feel something. He always is listening. He's always paying attention. God hears you and Psalm 65 verse 2 says this, O you who hear prayer, to you all men will come. And, and this psalmist, in this, this psalm is a song of praise. And, it, and this psalmist was praising God, thank you that you hear my prayer. And he says this because all men will come to you. Because we know that you hear us. And it's a simple thought. Where do you go when you need someone um, to listen to you I don't know if you have that someone that you can just go to and they'll, they'll just listen to you and uh, a loved one or someone that will listen to you but we can know this for sure that God listens so come and talk to him the question is do you think that God wants to listen to you that he really wants to hear you what you have to say because um, I believe he does in this psalm and psalm 116 verses 1 and 2. I love this. It says, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear toward me and I will call on him as long as I live. And, and this, is a, this is what I love about this. This is a great psalm because it's saying, I love the Lord. Why? It's because he heard me. Because he heard me. He heard my cry for mercy don't you love someone that listens to you? I mean, it's, it's easier to love someone, you know, that actually pays attention to you and, and wants to listen to you. Verse 2, it says, He turned His ear toward me. And, and some older translations actually meet, say that He inclines His ear towards me. The New Living Translation uh, says that He bends down to listen. He leans into what I have to say. He he bends down and turns his ear toward you. Uh, he, it's like God leans in. And I love the Lord because he leans in to listen to me. God wants to hear you. And as we read earlier, God sees. He knows everything, right? Everything's going to be revealed. Nothing is hidden from him. And this is our confidence that he hears you. He hears your prayers. He hears your needs. He hears your cries. Have you ever felt like you were just talking to yourself when you were praying? I just, I just don't even know if God listening. Is God paying attention to me? But He is. When you pray, God is listening. He is paying attention to you. Um, prayer is intimacy with God. It's, it's a conversation. And when you talk, God listens. And when, when you stop talking, <laughs> we can listen to Him. We can listen to him. And it's really a, a conversation of listening on both parts. Um, but God hears your prayer. Does God answer every prayer? And that is a question that's sometimes hard to answer. And, but I believe the answer is yes, he does. But sometimes 
His answers are delayed. They're not yet. Um, sometimes when we don't see that immediate answer, and also sometimes his answer is no. Um, whereas a lot of times his answer is yes. Yeah. You have not because you ask not. Yes, I want to do this for you. Ask and you will receive. And, and we need to ask. We need to ask God. God loves to give good gifts to his children. He loves it when we ask. But as hard as it is in my mind to understand, I don't like getting delayed answers or a no, but there's times when I've looked back on situations and I thank God later going, thank you that you didn't give me the answer the way I wanted it back then because if I would have, it would have been wrong. It would have been totally wrong for that situation, but you knew what I, exactly what I needed. And he, I don't know if he's ever revealed that to you, but God always knows best what's best for us. 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of Him. Sometimes we ask, as James says, with wrong motives. But when it's according to His will, you know, we can have confidence in that, that He does answer our prayer. And this is especially important to remember in that moment of our greatest need or our, our deepest pains of our most profound grief that God's presence is there. He is there and He's listening to us. And He hears your cry. God will always hear the cry of your heart. Psalm 10, verse 17, You hear, O Lord, the desires of the afflicted, you encourage them and you listen to their cry. And I hope today, I hope today in this message uh, that you listen carefully. You listen carefully to what the Holy Spirit wanting to say. Not just to me, but my prayers that you heard the Holy Spirit speak to you and through this passage that you've heard to not let fear stop you from listening and preaching the truth of His Word. That you've heard that we should not listen to false teachings or false leaders out there. You can know that whatever you go through, that He is there with you, that He, is, that he will never leave you, He will never forsake you. That in reality we may have to face as believers some persecution, some insults, some hardships, but we can be filled with His Spirit and empowered to take a stand with boldness. To speak His truth in love. I always speak His truth. But do it in love. And pray fervently because He's still answering prayer. There we need to take a stand. We need to pray. And we need to be representatives of His righteousness and His love wherever we go. But we also need to say no. And we sometimes need to speak up in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord God, I just ask that as we, we hopefully hear today what you have to say to us. In these days, in these present days, God, we pray. We pray that you would stop the agenda of the enemy and what he's attempting to do to cancel your word. Cancel Christianity. Cancel who you are. The image of God. You have created both male and female in your image. 
And this is, we realize that it is an attack against you and it is an attack against your church and your creation. And I pray, God, we will not sit idle. We will not ignore these things or turn a deaf ear to it. But God, I just pray that you show us how to speak when we need to speak. That we can speak your truth. Your truth will always remain. And this darkness that we're seeing coming uh, fast, we know that it can never overcome your light. So we just ask in Jesus' name that your truth may be revealed, that people will continue to hear the preaching of your word wherever we go, whether it be in words or in actions, we can be representatives of your life. And God, people will get saved because this world desperately needs you, Jesus. It desperately needs you as we wait for your return, that we may continue to be a church that is not lukewarm, but is filled with your power of your spirit and your love and your life. In Jesus, your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. I, I pray that today you've, you've listened carefully to what Jesus has said. God bless you. Continue to pray. Continue to be a light and a witness for Jesus wherever you go. Amen. God bless you all.